Welcome to Skika Uncover. This is a podcast where we are going to be speaking to African artists and learning from their stories. We aim to uncover the truths and the lies behind building your entire livelihood and also impacting the lives of other people through their art. Up next... Or right here next to me. I'm so excited. You can probably tell because my voice has even switched up. I'm with a great friend, but she is a visual artist, a painter, and the co-founder of an incredible, incredibly curated space called Free Mind Sessions. And that is Lindsay Dawn Obath. How you doing, girl? I'm good. Yeah, You're happy with the intro? intro. Yeah. I was like, nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> Do you cook book a kirakitu? Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm so thanks happy to have you on here. And guys, it's been a long day of shooting. You won't know, you won't tell, just because Panzigo will do a great job. <laughs> but finishing off with a friend, best, 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 safest. And I amazing. know. Um, but you're an incredible artist, and I'm so happy that you're here. Thank you. Because we've been wanting to do a catch-up. I think half of it will actually be on this podcast. I agree. <laughs> I agree. I think what people also don't know is Susan and I have been friends since... Primary school. Since we were about six years old. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. <gasps> <laughs> when you Wild. say it, when you actually say how old yeah. you are, I'm like, oh, my word. Since you were six. Yes, and then we like went to different schools and, and then, then found each back, other again. And then went. Yes. And now we are here. First, first um, media job I ever did was in Lindsay's parents' house. Actually, that is Hired correct. by her sister. That is correct. It's a wild, wild world. <laughs> and you've been told to network. Net even in primary school. Stop wasting your good time. Because <laughs> that's where you go wrong. <laughs> but we do go way back. And I was actually remembering... I have such a clear memory of you and I in art class. And this is when I realized I have a thing um, with pointillism because that's what we were being taught that day. And it irritated me so much. I couldn't keep looking around at everybody's pages with all the dots and my page. And I was just like, ew. But what I remember is... Lindsay, no, I felt you. I felt (laughs) Vivi. That's actually what I felt. For those of you who don't, we'll try to describe it. (laughs) But I felt Vivi so much, Vivi. And I remember you just freed me. Like I was sitting next to you and you were just like, but Susan, you don't have to do it. Like just color or whatever. (laughs) And that's what I did. Like I just decided that, yeah, why am I suffering? But that that pointillism so irritates me up till today. That was me teaching you cheat codes. Yeah, because like were you failed or were you passed for that? I think I passed that guy. It was probably just that one assignment. Okay. Then no. Yeah. No bad blood. No bad blood. (laughs) (laughs) I think that you are such a cheerleader. Like when we reconnected later, especially when I was in your house every single week doing a show. um, With Junior, shout out to Junior and Yongo. Um, You were just such a like cheerleader. Like sometimes we'd be like, we don't know if this show is working or I. I'll tell you guys a story. When me and Junior were starting this show, we were meant to be three people. And that's not what ended up happening. We ended up being two of us, which was such a blessing because I think with Junior, it worked out so perfectly. But Lindsay was just like, a, no, it's going to be fine, guys. It's going to be amazing. And she was also an unpaid, consistent guest <laughs> on the show all Always. the time. We practiced so much interviewing through you. And I just want to say thanks, man. Oh, my pleasure. It was such my a pleasure. cheerleader. And I, I've seen it with many other people in our space. Despite what they're doing, Lindsay's like, yeah, man, go, go. I'll come. I'll come. Even if I come late, even if I'm not able, if I can video in, I... I'll be there. I'll be there. Yeah. So... Because of that and because of that spirit, I'm just curious, where does that come, come from? from? Yeah. I think, oh, that's an interesting question, actually. I think because I'm a big believer of do for others what you want for yourself. Mm-hmm. I think I, also because of how I grew up. Um, it's almost like because I, when you're in a house full of like several siblings. Yes. You feel like you have something to prove. Yes. But it's only when you do the thing that you get the, the, the cheerleading. That's true. And the praise and <laughs> everything. True. But you don't really get it before then. Yeah. Until now they've seen that you're capable and then now it starts coming naturally and everything. Yeah. But it's one of those things where I'm a big friend person. Yes. Because if, if you've, 
been taken to boarding school mm-hmm. at a young age which I was yeah um you learn that really friends are your lifeline yes and, and the family you choose yes and then also like i guess also the the whole hype around boarding school is your you're not representing just you when you go everywhere yes so you always have to like have that like okay i'm going to cheer you on even if you're doing a very very terrible job i'm going to cheer <laughs> you on because listen you need to just know that there's someone in your corner screaming for you yeah so that sometimes day, that's enough yeah mm. so that one day you just look back and be like you know what? i'm glad i kept going yes that's it for me 100% yeah there's so many of us who need to thank lindsay guys give her flowers now <laughs> please and thank you okay i want as this episode drops her phone is just okay Give her her flowers. I and will if you also, can, I will also text and myself. And if you can bring them you. in person, even better. Even better. I want even to better. actually. It's funny that I've talked about flowers because I have it here on my notes. You are such a plant mom, <laughs> and it shocked me. <laughs> so she's at this on social media, ah underscore this, and um. I don't know. I, I I followed you for so long, but I kind of felt like just one day. What is it called when you put the plants in Propagating. water? Propagating. Thank you. You taught me that word. <laughs> I'm glad I can educate. Propagating. And I just saw this um room in your bathroom when you were watering them yeah, full of full. plants. But something that struck me was after I saw those videos and you doing your updates on social media, I realized a lot of your work looks like plants, but I had never seen it right till, till now. then so i'm so curious what's the influence um with nature when it comes to work and art and was it always there have you always like you know painted or drawn mm. flowers and trees and landscapes or where did it come from so interesting the propagation actually started out as a covid hobby Okay, this explain because I was like one day I didn't know you were a plant mom and then, and then the next all of a sudden day, boom. Yeah. Yeah, so I've always loved being around nature but during covid I was like I have nothing else to do. Right. I have attended all the online concerts. <laughs> I have attended all the lives. I've seen everyone's everything. Yes. I know too way too much about people's lives. <laughs> um which I didn't mind to be honest because I feel like covid covid's so weird because it's one of those situations where when you look back you realize that much as we were all separated yeah we got to know so much more about each other and the world that's so true so much more because now everyone is just like listen we're all kind of in this thing together so let me just if i share this thing ah, yeah whatever i'm just going to share it whatever yeah yeah um so i started um just out of boredom i had actually seen it online and i was like listen i've always wanted to have more plants in my space and my bathroom has this very lovely skylight and i was like let's see yeah and then it started off one then it started off two then we got to the 10s then yes. we got to the 20s yes and by the time i moved those plants to a different space i had 60 you lie yeah. lindsay 60 what are you saying i'm saying covid reminded <laughs> me i had time That's a forest. Yeah, it was a forest. It was a forest. That's amazing. Yeah. I am so impressed. And to build up on now the second thing you had asked me about, you know, that the influences of yeah. nature and everything. I was born in a forest. What do you wait? <laughs> What? Also guys, have your friends on a podcast cuz you realize you know nothing. I was born in, I was born in a in a forest. So um I don't know if it's a fun fact or it's really it's really just my life story. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I was born um in a little island okay called um Longmiri uh-huh. in Sarawak which is West East Malaysia. Oh. And at the time we didn't really have like any big hospitals or anything ah. we just had dispensaries and clinics. Yes. So where that where the dispensary and the clinic was was really like bushy like in the full dandrum yeah foresty uh-huh. pretty much and living on an island being surrounded by water maybe i'm a pisces so there's this whole water yes, nature thing. thing i don't know i'm not really i'm not really uh, that astrology babe that much yeah, but I, yeah. I, i i get it we know we all know our I'm wearing my virgo necklace we yeah, all know our sign I mean, what it means we are working on still <laughs> but we are there 
I think uh, you know what it means changes depending on like when Venus is in retrograde. The moon. Yeah. The something. Exactly. And Mercury in <laughs> retrograde. So, um so I guess I've always just enjoyed that type of environment. Ah. Um And I think also my my mom has always been into gardening and flowers and all of that. Okay. So I think naturally I'm more inspired and at peace around nature. Nice. Um even when I look back at my my boarding school experience. My first boarding school was literally surrounded by forests. Oh. And, and on break times we'd go down to the to the stream and make boats. And and race them and oh. things. It actually sounds like a fairy tale. It really I, does. I have this bad habit of romanticizing. It was the my ghetto. Life. It was the ghetto. It wasn't the ghetto. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but then I also realized my specific experience in school is very. Di- everyone has such a very different experience. That's true. Of school. That's true. Some people look at boarding school and they're like, "I will never take my kids." Yes. But I look at boarding school and I was like, I, "Had I not been there, I wouldn't be who I am." Fair today. enough. So yeah. everyone. Different folks, different strokes. Yeah. And I hope guys got that. You know, being artists. <laughs> uh, nah, my pulling is saying. yes, but yeah. it's okay. It's Get okay. it out of the way. <laughs> um, so yes, definitely. I think it's it's just a natural inspiration for me. But I didn't realize that that was actually what inspired my artwork. Okay. Until like months after a lot of pieces were finished. And but, you looked at them and you and were like, like, ah, you know. Because I, I have a reverse methodology. I don't usually like plan and think, okay, I have this specific inspiration for this piece. Right. Or this series. Uh-huh. I just, I, I'm like, I want to paint. I have colors and things flowing in my head. Yes. And then it's after the fact, maybe even several months later, I'll even have a name for a piece. But usually oh. I just, I go with the process and then I take a step back and I'm like, what does this, what do I feel when I see this thing? So the same thing you guys feel when you're looking at my work is, yeah. is an experience I have literally just minutes before I choose to post and talk about it. So even series, you don't know until you've seen them and then you're like, oh, these are, yeah. this is the same vibe or this yes. is, what? Although that's slowly changing now um, because my the, the series I'm currently working on came from uh, a very... Uh, it's it's a very specific uh, okay. inspiration, of course, n- nature inspired. Yeah, but it's very yeah. specific. Very specific. Um, so this is one of the first series where I know what what the the inspiration ah, is, is behind yeah. before before before. Yes. it usually out. happens after, which is just madness. That is so interesting because I've always imagined that you know what you want it to look like. Sometimes it can surprise you on the paper or on the canvas, but the fact that you don't know it, we're all figuring it out together is actually very, I'm right. shocked. I didn't expect you to say that. I think the only time I, I have that when I know is maybe a commission or if I'm yes. working on like a collaboration with someone. Yes. Um, or if there's like a specific competition I'm trying to get into or residency, etc. But for the most part, if it's just me doing my work, it's such a fluid process. Yeah. I literally, it's, it's, I'm on autopilot the whole time. Yeah. That's so interesting. And I'm happy that I nailed your introduction because I want to know when did you decide I'm Lindsay and I'm a visual artist? Right. Like I can introduce myself in that way. When did you own that? I owned that I was a visual artist. I'd say maybe. Hmm. I think when 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 I dropped out of uni the first time. That's hilarious. <laughs> But I dropped out of uni. See, you said this podcast we're talking about, you the know, journey. the reality, oh, yeah, the truth, the realities the of, of the situation and, and the career trajectory and I guess the journey of the creative. Yeah. You know, um, yeah, because I had gone to do architecture. Um, I had convinced myself, you know, I said I have this bad habit of romanticizing things. So I convinced myself that this is something that works for me. Mm-hmm. I gave it a good go, but I didn't give it my best. Yeah. And that's when I realized, Mm-mm. this is not. Yeah. Because instead of going to class, I was painting. <laughs> right. And I realized I'm wasting, I'm wasting my parents' school fees. And my time. Yeah. So the next holiday and they're asking me for the invoice. I was like, I'm not going back. No invoice for you. No invoice for you. I'm sorry. <laughs> and they're like, okay. I mean, that's cute. <laughs> but what's 
your flat, you know, African parents. They're like, oh, oh. Yes. You want to, you want to yes. And your parents yeah. are two established people in their field. Exactly. So I can only imagine so what that conversation was, was like. Oh, you want to drop Okay, <laughs> that's funny. Pack <laughs> <laughs> your bags, you're going back. And I was like, no. So it became a bit tense. But because I had that conviction. Yeah. Um, I didn't know I wanted to become an artist, but I knew I wanted to do a f- something very um, tactile and creative. So I think once I decided to get out of architecture, yeah, that's when I knew. And that was about, that was in 20, 2013. 10 years ago. 10 years ago. Oh my God. Yeah. End of 2013, December. Now I know you went back to school again. <laughs> I, I know this as your friend, but I want you to walk people through the process because I think um, studying in general, whether you're studying here at home um, or outside in another country, mm-hmm. is a whole other realm and a whole other space. And especially in uni, because so much of it is, it's 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 reliant on you. Yes. It's reliant on self. Yes. There is no punishment if you don't do assignments. Um, there is no, like, you're just not going to get, like, your degree in the end or your diploma. But there's no, like, reprimand. There's no, no one's following you. It's not, like, the same way it Absolutely. is in high school and primary school. So when you went back to school again, how did you make that decision? And what was that process like? Okay. Another life. It's literally life story. We're here for life story. <laughs> yeah, we're here. So once I came back from... Um, Malaysia, which is now where I'd gone to do architecture. Yes. I came back to Nairobi. And because I didn't have plan B, my folks were literally just like, okay, you don't have plan B. Yeah. So we're giving you a year. Okay. Figure your life out. That's not bad. It's generous. A year is generous. And luckily I was working in high school. Okay. I was working for a modeling agency. I know. Random. <laughs> <laughs> but those of you who know, you know, it yeah. used to be called Stratted Africa. I worked for uh, Stratted Africa, which was a huge modeling agency at the time. I remember that black and white Africa logo. Yes. yes. And it, it, was, it, was, it was really doing something massive that hadn't been done before at True. the time. Um, so I was, I was kind of working there during high school. And then I went to uni, but when I got back, I realized I still had a position yeah. there. So I was, I started working. Oh, nice. Um, but my folks kept side eyeing. They're like, okay, yeah, yeah, you're working. You're making your small, small monies. Yeah. But uh, school? Yes. And I was like, <laughs> oh, okay. So as I was working, I was also painting. And I signed up for the Kenya art fair that used to happen at Sarit back in the day. Nice. Um, I don't know if they still do it, to be honest, because it was run by Kwana. Ah. Um, so I'm not sure. Maybe we'll check it knows. out. Yeah, if you're listening and you know, yeah, just know. let us know. Um, it was run by Kwana, and this is now 2014. Mm-hmm. And I got in and I exhibited. And actually, I, I was exhibiting one one piece there because you, you could submit several. Okay. But then Kuona now curates and chooses the pieces that ah. they want. So they selected one. And I was exhibiting. But, of course, it's an art fair and they bring all these high schools and secondary schools and primary school kids to come and, to see. and see. So I see my old high school is there. I see Greensteads is there. I'm yeah. like, ah! talking to all my teachers I'm like oh my gosh my work is here yeah. and they're like oh we always we're gonna do something creative oh. so that was like it was affirmation but um they were gonna do a talk for the year 13 um and year 11 kids about okay. like what you can expect like art career and uh-huh. studying and all of that I was like hmm let me just go see. Dude, it still applies. Eh? Yeah. It still applies. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sometimes you walk by school and you're like, even me, I'd really like to know. Yeah. So I was like, hmm, let me go and see. So they had a talk and they had all these lecturers from different universities. Okay. And clearly I'm the oldest one in the room <laughs> that is not like a teacher or um, someone minding the children. And this guy at the end of the talk comes up to me. He's like, I noticed you were in the corner. Mm. And... Um, like do you have a child that's that's interested or whatever? I was like, no, it's it's me. It's actually me. Yeah, it's actually me. And then I told him my story. I told him I was exhibiting, and turns out he was a lecturer. Um, he was head of of one of the faculty. 
artist yeah. in the art department oh. at Kenyatta University. Oh, cool. So he's like, okay, show me your, show me your work. I was like, okay, then I showed him. He's like, listen, we're having an intake coming up. Uh, I'm going to send you some documents, just apply. I love it. And I was like, huh? And he's like, yeah. Because you're clearly eligible to get in. Yes. But what I also didn't realize is there's no eligibility to get in. He was just rubbing my ego. <laughs> <laughs> But so, validation all validation, the same. Validation, listen, I'll take it, right? Yeah. So he gave me that uh, that um, ad- admission form. Mm-hmm. And I filled it in, submitted it, and then that was it. And that's now I went to KU for from 2014 to 2018. And you were studying fine art. Yeah, I was, art. I was I was getting a bachelor's in fine arts. Nice. Yeah. And you stuck it out. No. <laughs> I stuck it out for as long as I could, honestly. Um and this is where my criticism of our local education system comes in. Okay. Right? Um there are some amazing lecturers in that faculty. Yeah. However, for the most part, a lot of them were underpaid. Oh yes. So, and that's not just in that faculty. I can only speak from my experience, but yeah. in the whole institution, a lot of lecturers are underpaid. Yeah. So every other semester there's strikes. Yes. That takes you back for your learning because I decided to do trimesters so that I can speed up the process right. and finish quickly because I need to yes. get back to making the bag. Wanna, yeah, yeah. And that, I know what I want. Yeah, and I know so what I, I want. And it it's this and thing, and I want to get it done, but it didn't happen. Oh my so. gosh! No, but we have strikes for days. Like uh, my dad's older sister was like, "Don't worry, guys. For us, mm. <laughs> it was monthly." And I'm like, "Okay, it's just because it's slightly better doesn't mean that we should be happy with the the, the structure as is. Because interruption of study is interruption of study. Exactly. And for uni, sometimes it means starting again." You, yeah, you had to call off the semester and then, you know, you start again. And that was just one of very many things. I mean, there's things like um, even the registration process. Yeah. Uh, coming from a country, not even a country, a university that had things digitized. Yes. And in KU, there was... Analog. It was analog. You go to, you have to walk to one faculty, get a stamp. You walk to another faculty, you get a stamp. You walk to a whole other faculty, you get a stamp, but now they've also closed the door for lunch. Yeah. So you can't get your your stamp. <laughs> so you have to wait you have to wait for a whole other hour yeah. until lunch is done. Yeah. Then you go get your stamp and then just the whole of course they give you two weeks to register, but that's because they know how long the process takes. takes. But they, it's like why are you accommodating such a long process instead of trying to make the process shorter? And there's someone who's listening to this right now who's saying, no, 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 no. I know Lindsay did not just say registration for a course takes two weeks. Uh, well, that's at wild. least for that semester because every one there's also so many there's thousands of kids of students. Yeah. But so, if you're using that method of work and stuff, you of do course, need two you weeks. need two weeks, you know? So it, it was it used to frustrate me. And then they'd also like change the free structure. Okay. Without really much notice. Okay. So what they do, they put all the notices on a notice board. If you're not in school that day and you have not walked past that notice board, you'll be shocked. You will be shocked. Yeah. So I remember I got I I was told I can't I had to call off a semester mm-hmm. because the fees has had increased by about 2000 shillings. Yet I had already paid the original fee. But because I can't register my units because I had that 2k missing, yeah. I had to call off that whole semester and come back three months later. And I'm thinking there's so many levels to this because there's also the national conversation of now public universities aren't going to get funding. And so now what does that look like? Does the university have enough time to panga themselves exactly. and make sure that they can do it? And then you have thousands of kids, of kids leaving high school every year yeah. waiting for placement in university. Hey, only to get a very substandard experience. Yes. Which And is, sometimes which it's shocking. not even the fault of the people in the institution. Yeah, it's just the fact that there's people who want to change it and it's, it's not there. So I felt very uninspired. Mm. Um, Understandably so. Even the curriculum itself, there's a few lecture like things that were amazing about that. Yeah. But for the most part, by the time I was in third year, I only had two semesters left. Mm. Um, I just felt I hadn't really learned 
that much. That much. So I didn't learn anything that I didn't know already. Right. So I was like, yeah. you know, let me just, and I was already working for myself at the time. Yes. I was like, let me just, you know, let, let me not waste any more time here and just continue working. So what did the journey, what did work for you look like? Sorry, what did work yeah. for you look like that time in third year? That time in third year, I was body painting. I was going to festivals, I was going to gigs, I was going to photo shoots. And the, the one thing that really like annoyed me about that uni experience, also the curriculum. Yeah. Like it's, it, it's not up to date. So you also feel like, you know, like, what am I doing? And it's separate to what you're experiencing outside, especially if you're saying not up to date. So it's like, we're a bit ahead outside. Exactly. So is this really helping me when I leave uni and I have gigs in the evening? Exactly. And then on top of that now, for someone like me who was working, they didn't have wiggle room for, oh. like, you know, you can you you can do a class or, like, at, at a later time. Yes. Or maybe you can catch up. Yeah. And like hand in assignments at a later date in right. case you're working. No, it's like it has to be on this day. You have to be in class on this day. And if you miss three classes that whole semester, you're told to call off. Oh, wow. Yeah, you're told to call off. That's really straight considering how not so structured everything is but the, it's there's like three classes guys. yeah there's the expectation of the students which just goes into a whole other narrative of like how education systems here are so uninspiring because you're taught that authority is law yes you know you you must say yes you must listen you must do as you're told you can't yeah. question anything yeah i remember getting failed by one lecturer um Hey, let me not laugh because she died. Oh, but no. <laughs> that we've laughed. We're going to hell. <laughs> okay. No, because, right, I got failed by her. This is bad. I shouldn't be laughing. No, it's okay. Tell the story. It did happen. It happened. It, it happened, right? So I got failed by her because I used to question her all the time. Right. Because I'm thinking, listen, we're in an art university. The whole idea... I, I can't stop laughing. <laughs> and I'm laughing because I, I'm, I'm ashamed. <laughs> I'm ashamed. No, it's wild that you say that because I did, I did um, 844. So 844 is the Kenyan local education system yes. um, for primary school going into high school. Um, and then I moved to international curriculum, the British system specifically. But I remember that that was such a stark difference. Like Facts. even needing to go to the bathroom. I was like, wait, 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 wait. At you can go. You yeah, can, you, people you can, can just, just need to yeah. go to the bathroom, stand and up, okay. tell the teacher when they're headed towards the door and go. Like, yeah. I was like, I, I remember being lectured, being told, you know, when you need to go to the bathroom, so why don't you go to the bathroom during the, the break? time, yeah. Yeah, and I was just like, and you're, like you're sitting in class rocking because you're going to piss all over yourself Literally. out of fear of asking. <laughs> and even like... um just like you said, how the education is structured. And the wildest thing is, in this same very Kenya, when you get out of school, everything works because you question. It's very you go, different. You go to government buildings, you need something done, you do it the wrong way, then they're like, how cool, Lisa? Excuse me? For years, you've been telling me that I follow the line as is what I'm told. Now I am supposed to Now you want me to, to be learn. proactive. Yes, you sucked that out of me. So it's a, it's a big, big, big thing. And that's why, like it was very important for me to be very sure about dropping out the second time. Yeah. Because I was like, okay, this is, uh, this is the best you can get in, in, in this country right now. Yeah. Because KU is an amazing arts uni. It is like some of our best writers, the theatrics, like they all went through KU. Yes. But the, the curriculum is, is outdated and there's not that much support. So I was just like, ah, you know, let me just do my thing. So that's around the time I'd started doing the body painting. Yes. Um, and I figured I'm pretty okay. I have something I've been doing for a few years now. So yes. Let's let's just say bye bye to this side and say hello <laughs> to this other to side. real life. To the yeah, side of, to real of life. Making yeah. art your career mm. now. It's very interesting because I've never asked you this before, and you have painted me quite. A few times. Yes. And guys, if you have not gotten your body painted by Lindsay, just get serious. <laughs> Go on her page and see where next. Um, because I'm sure they're going to reduce 
the opportunities as she grows. It's already happening. Right? It's already happening. How did the body art and the body painting start? Okay. So, <laughs> it's a long one, but I'll I'll cut it short. Um Kenyans for the most part have heard about um there's a festival in Uganda. Yes. With a very controversial name. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, anyway. So I started off my body art at Nyege Nyege out of frustration. Okay. Um, only because I'd gone for the first Nyege. Uh huh. And like ever. Yes. Um, and we're about three hundred people. Right. In total. Okay. And this is like three hundred on the ground, like everyone. Everybody. 300. Cute little very start of cute, a festival. but and it was amazing. So I was like, oh my goodness, a whole festival in a whole other country. It's my first festival out lies first festival in East Africa outside of Kenya. Right. Um, and I remember just not being able to shut up about it. I came to Nairobi. I spread that gospel like wildfire. So now the next year, um, we ended up going to Nyege as a whole group of Kenyans. Yes. In two buses. So yes. we were first like around 11 Kenyans, the first Nyege, and now we're over 60. Yes. And a lot of Kenyans do not travel outside of Kenya. And when they do, they barely go around East Africa. Right. Right. So they're entering Uganda. They don't have SIM cards. Mm-hmm. They're wondering where they can change money. I'm being followed. Guys are asking me questions. And I realized I'm not enjoying the festival experience. Because And I'm somehow admin. I know, I'm admin. <laughs> so I'm there. I've taken my paints. I've gone to, because the, the setting, original setting for the festival was very beautiful. Mm-hmm. Right by the shores of the River Nile. You, me, a nature baby, as, as we've as, discovered. Yes. Um, I wanted to go there and sketch and paint. I love it. But because I was being looked for, I was like, you know what? I'm turning off my phone. I'm going to paint on myself. So that in case anyone is looking for me, they'll just they'll see another ask, paint face. They'll ask, oh, who, have you seen the girl who's, who's painted and whatever? The, so that was now day one. I think it was day two. Yeah. Day one or day two. Now, in the campsite where we all were, mm-hmm. all the other Kenyans were like, oh, what, what you did on yourself yesterday was so cool. Can you do it on us? I was like, ah. Okay, clearly now that helps everyone find each other. Yes. And it works better for me. And then literally that's that's what happened. And there's what? actually a picture um, on my Instagram because we're Kenyans and then some other foreigners as well. Yeah. I have pictures of that time. The very, very, the very first, first time. time I painted other people, which is crazy because... There's this, uh, in one of the pictures, there's this um, older white man. Mm-hmm. His name is Andrew. I think he's from the States or Canada. I'm mm-hmm. not sure. And he was kneeling down because he's very tall. Kneeling down and I was painting him. I think his name was Andrew Behrens. And I come to find out years later that he was actually um, this amazing filmmaker. Oh, wow. Amazing, amazing filmmaker. However, he passed away. Oh. And I remember seeing it in like news. And you were like, wait, that wait, he wait, had wait, died. Wait. Yeah. And I, I was know like, this face. I was like, you mean this guy who I was jamming with and having a good time with that oh. painting was this, was this guy who was revered and important. Yes. Which just goes to show like spaces like that. You just really never know who you're going to bump That's into. That's very true. Um, and it's why they're sacred. They're really nice spaces to create. Exactly. But of course, you know, festivals get bigger. Yeah. And They, they turn into other things. Um, but during that specific first Nyege, what happened was, now I've painted people and the lady who was camping next to me, mm-hmm. and I owe her forever for this, her name is Sadia Ibrahim. Uh-huh. Sadia Ibrahim, my longest collaborator of all time, actually, Aww, since then. Love it. Um, actually, not necessarily Sadia, but the company that she ran at the time, which was Kenya Nights. Okay. She was camping right next to me. Never met before. Our first time. And we've probably been to quite a few Kenyan nights. Uh, quite together. a few Kenyan nights. <laughs> yes, exactly. Like <laughs> Kenya nights for a certain demographic in Nairobi, there's memories. There. Oh yeah, yeah. 100%. There's memories. And she's like, I, 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 I run Kenya nights and we have a gig next month. What you're doing can be a thing. I had never considered it. So you're not even charging anyone. You're just having fun. And you're like, I painted myself. They like it. I'm going to paint them. Less work. Less, they're, they're sending me less. They're asking me less questions. 
<laughs> pretty much. <laughs> pretty so, so they're like, listen, just come. It's a thing. You come charge what you want. Oh. And then we Who take it from there. Who is this woman? I love her. And I'll shout out to Sadia, but if, if you ever watch this Sadia, I love you forever. Um, and she, she, I remember coming and I had just like this funny pack of paints and I, a paper and I put, you'll, you'll never guess what I charged when I first started. Please so tell us. I, I was like, okay. So I was like, cause I don't know how to charge for this. Yeah. Thing. Like, ah. Also for all of you listening who are like, we don't know how to charge. We don't know the price. Guess what? No one knows. No one well, how to we're price We all, all figured the time. it out. Especially for something that was not necessary. It had, it wasn't a thing in Nairobi yes. at the time. We're talking 2014. Yeah. Definitely wasn't a, it wasn't a thing. So I remember putting on that small piece of paper. I said, 50 bob. 100 bob and 150. Oh my god, I wish I came that time. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember doing guys, and literally everyone I painted tipped me because they're like, This price is ridiculous. Is ridiculous. And I remember Sadia coming, and she's like, She literally got that paper, she tore it, and wrote me a whole other price. Thank she's like, God, because this was now at the Alchemist. She's like, You're at the Alchemist for crying out loud. Are you seeing this crowd? Do you know how much a beer here that's is? A, that's I was gonna say. Yeah, even you always the beer. to the price of oh, a yeah, beer. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's, it's like, do you know how much a beer here is? At bare minimum, at least. At the at the very least, everyone's going to have at least four or five beers. Yeah. And you're here charging fifty shillings. Come on. So literally on everything on that list, she just added a zero. Yes. <laughs> she just As she should have. Zero. Yeah. She's like I'm getting you a new list, and from then on, that's when it started and. My whole thing was every time those and Kenya Nights events were happening very regularly. Yeah, yeah. So every month I'm there, I'm there, I'm there. The next thing you know, there's references, there's yes. people calling, this guy's taking numbers, this guy's taking Instagram. My Instagram wasn't even at this at the time. It was a whole other name. Handle, Sam. Yeah, it was a whole other <laughs> handle, but I was like, okay, I need a name for this thing. Yeah. And I wanted to because it was my style was tribal and I was like okay let me tap into my my culture so yes. I was like okay my name is Adiambo yes so I looked for Adis on Instagram spelled with the D-H right it was taken oh no I was like ah. and let me tell you the worst thing about those people that be taking your dream handle aren't doing anything nothing the one post nothing one post and I can't nothing. use his name I'm it was like, just taken so I was like okay what do we do next I said okay let me try uh, uh, like a diambo taken. Let me try. Ah, 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 diambo taken. Yeah, diambo one, two, three. Like taken. So I was like, okay. Let me. If the how else can I like? What's the nickname for Adis? Yes. I was like, okay. So it's Adis. But what if I spelt it different? Differently. And I was like, ah. And I was like, ah. This. <laughs> Literally. So that's how the name came. Oh my god! And then now it's uh, people literally don't even call me Lindsay anymore. They call yeah. me Adis. I've, I've been walking with you places, and I hear Adis, and yeah. I'm just like, I know who they're calling. <laughs> <laughs> so let's get to the evolution of all this. Now at least you're you're getting paid to paint bodies. You're in fun party spaces, which is what you were also like looking for when you're going to festivals and everything. And you're like oh, tick tick, and then you're also like I'm charging and I'm charging more. Mm. Yay! What's been the evolution now? Because there's artists that's getting commissioned to do work. There's artists that's even training people to do the body paint because you're being booked at four places at the same time and you can't right. be there. So, which I love for you, by the way. <laughs> Thank you. What was that evolution like? I'd say it's, it's, it, was, it was necessary. I think the, the environment around Nairobi forced me to evolve. Oh, good. Because Nairobi is one of those places. I think also just generally, if you're, if you're doing something good that's not been done before, everyone's going to do it. Yeah. Absolutely. Everyone like is the going to do it. I'm like, look at, <laughs> look at Nairobi right now. I'm, I'm very happy that now there's an abundance. Yes. Because I don't have to stretch myself thin and everyone can make a bag. Yeah. At the same time, I also realized, mm, Everyone's also undercutting my prices. Right. Yes, that always happens with yeah. competition. And they're also, you know, they say imitation is the greatest form of flattery. Mm -hmm. But guys were straight up ripping my shit. Yeah. Like just like taking my actual stuff and replicating it, you know, which I understand. 
everyone needs to start off being inspired somewhere. Mm-hmm. But then now in a business sense, it was, I can literally get what you're doing for cheaper. Yes. Yeah. Somewhere else. Yes. And that for me kind of made me take a step back and be like, okay, I'm a creative. I've done the body painting. I've put my name out there. I've networked. Yes. What's next? Yeah. And I was like, I, I don't want to be known as Lindsay the body painter mm. anymore. Mm. I want to be known as Lindsay the artist. Yes. And um, when I started having those thoughts, COVID conveniently came. <laughs> <laughs> See God. Because <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not touching nobody. Yeah. No events, nothing. No events. So I had time. I had time to think. I had time to think. And I was Actually, like, it was that thing of now I have to have an artistic expression where if there's ever a pandemic like this, I can still I work. I can still work, exactly. But for me, it wasn't really a whole work thing because I realized I'm not making any money. Yes. I'm one of the privileged people that still had a home to go to, to, stay go to in, that yeah. was taken care of and... You know, I was pretty safe mm. um, in terms of safety net for, yes. during COVID. Um, so shout out to my my folks for that, Sana. Um, but it also reached a point where I was like, okay, you want to be this artist now you have time. Yeah. And I just got, I said, let me, let me start the hard way. I looked into a medium that I hated and that was watercolors. <laughs> I, I know why, ironic. why start where you hate that's so interesting you know I'm, I'm that type of person because even like with my tattoos I went to the most painful part on your body that you could tattoo <laughs> and that's why I got my first tattoo I want this one yeah I was like I want to start I want to know how bad it, it can gets. be yeah in terms of like pushing myself yes so that any other challenge that comes after that at least I can know I started off with a hard time so what's your relationship with watercolors now it's my go-to medium. It's it's it has been my medium since. <laughs> <laughs> it's been my medium since. So I started painting just to release and get familiar with yes. the medium, and then of course, as COVID continued, I was putting out more work, more work, and everyone was like, "How can we get it?" I had not yet considered the business aspect of actually having a creative business that is selling a product. Not necessarily a service right. like like I was in the, in before. the yeah, before, and I was like, oh, okay. So I need to consider things like packaging. I need to consider things like pricing. I need to consider what is this thing actually has a market. Yes, and I need to look into it. Like, yeah, who is who is the one making decisions when yeah. it comes to things like like pricing or what's worthy to show in a gallery? Exactly, and things like that. So and even the people who are gonna buy. How much do they actually have to give me? Because it's always more than you think it is, guys. Yeah. We always think it's less. It's actually always more than you, than you're estimating. Yeah, for sure. And then, you know, also things like how do I mark up my work? Because art supplies in Kenya are ridiculously overcharged. Yeah. Is it because they think it's for children to have fun with or why? No, I think it's literally because of importation. Oh, yeah. It's, it's importation. And also, it's like, they've also monopolized it. When you think about art supply places, there mm-hmm. are very few. That's true. If you know you have the whole country by the balls. Yeah, you charge what and you want to And it's also charge. at a time where people were, people are not so used to shipping in things. No, mm-hmm. not, not like now where there's access to all those shipping can, services yeah, and you can and order yourself. and do these things. But for the most part, these a lot of these companies know they have us by the balls and they can charge ridiculous what amounts. What they want, yeah. And we're enslaved to them. We're like, yeah. okay, if this is what we're starting off with, then, you know. That's actually so true. And, and then it also doesn't help that... Um, you know, artists generally, unless you're known and everything, like your, your payroll, not even unless you're known, unless you've cracked the code. Yes. Because there's there's a lot of artists that are doing a lot of corporate work as well as their personal work. Yeah. They're either doing like consulting and like you have to find your different means yes. as you're going through your journey. Yeah. Um, however, there's, the, there's a, a, quite a number that have just done the one thing. Mm-hmm. And that's been their thing. And it's been enough. Yeah, but it's not easy to get the kind of money you would, most of the people who are buying your art are making. Let me, yeah. let me put it that way. So hmm. you have to look at it. So I looked at it as a, okay, I'm an artist now. Okay. So what does that look like? Um, and thank goodness. Um, so backstory on Hustle Sasa. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Which is where you can find Avis 
art available even right. now. So for those of you who don't know, Hustle Sasa is an online platform, not only for creatives, mm-hmm. for a lot of small businesses that are looking for a platform to um, have people make orders, uh, make appointments, make bookings for the services that they provide. Right. Uh, and for certain products that you have to sell. Okay. Um, and during the the in- initial stages of its, um, I guess, uh, inception, Peng, who is uh, founder and CEO of Hustle Sasa, mm-hmm. who also conveniently um, owns and runs the Alchemist. Yes. Um, because of the body painting, I had now networked with him and we had become good friends. Right. And he's like, there's this platform that I'm thinking about. Because a lot of the time when I'd be at gigs, he'd actually pull me to the side and ask me questions like, so how's business going? Like, if you need Kumbe, this guy was doing like market research. Right. On who are the people yes. that would come and yes. sell on my platform. Because he's like, listen, if, if someone wanted to book Lindsay and they, you know, for all of these other things, instead of going through her Instagram, why can't she have like a one-stop shop? Yes. Or like, let's say all these people who come to the Alchemist and they're selling. Um, yeah, because they have very many sell. stores. Yeah, and even like musicians, if they're trying to get like sales for their albums and things like that. Yeah. So for all kinds of creatives and entrepreneurs, even like there's bakers on Hustle Sasa. Yeah, it's going to be like food. Everyone. Yeah, there's, there's everything on Hustle Sasa. Um, but at the time, I didn't know Peng was fishing for like, I guess the problems we face so he can yes. look at the solutions. So... He had told me that there's this app that they're prototyping and I should create a profile. I give him all my details and he'll create a profile for me, um, which he did. And he said, like, well, how much would you charge for X, Y, Z? And he literally put it in and then sent me like a link to um, a prototype of what my page would, would look like. And yeah. I'm like, wow, this is actually so dope. He's like, so we're just trying to secure funding. Right. Right. Fast forward, they get the funding Hustle Sasa is launched. Yes. And I'm like, wow, this thing is serious. And I remember seeing it for a couple of months because uh, I think they launched in um, end of 20... They launched in 2021, if mm-hmm. I'm not mistaken. And remember now, this is also COVID is ending. I've yes. been painting. Yes. I've been painting. So... I'm like, let me actually put my things up on this on this app. But because I had um, been painting for so long, I was like, okay, it's time for me to reintroduce myself as the artist. Yes. So what do I need? I need a studio. I need an art studio. Where, where am I going to get an art studio? Right. We thank the heavens for friends because I met another amazing creative force. Her mm. name is Vinette. Uh, shout, out. <laughs> shout out to Vinette, um, uh, founder of Kilibasi Studios and um, Natural Organics. And she actually um, commissioned me to do a mural at her new studio. Oh my God. And I was like, oh, okay, let me come check it out. I go there, I'm doing measurements. I'm like, just for curiosity's sake, how much is, how much is rent here? Because yeah. empty spaces. He's like, ah, oh, it goes for X, Y, Z, X, Y, Z. I'm like, okay, I'm just about to launch my prints on my Hustle Sasa. And I don't know how I'm going to do. Yes. But let me just see. I'll hit you up in a month and see if I can get another space. He's like, yeah. actually, I'm thinking about getting a bigger space. So if you need, we can get the space together. But you just see how your money is looking. And then and we then, talk. And then we talk. Vinet, we love you. We love Vinet, man. <laughs> so I put up my prints on Hustle Sasa and I kid you not. I think that's the most money at the time that I'd made in a week. Just off of, like no effort, no marketing. I just put it, put them there and I said, guys, I have prints. Yeah. I literally did one post on Twitter, one post on Instagram. Yeah. And this is where all the, all the, 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 networking I had done with the body painting over the years and all these events came, and I, in. came in. I kid you not, I made 80K just selling Just prints. like that. I mean, there was one print that went. I remember I had even sent it to Kesa, my husband. Shout out to you. I was like, babe, I want to buy this. And I went on pretty sure it was the same day because I was in studio. I was doing mm. radio. And at the end of the show, I went on and he was like, oh, yeah, it's great. Let's buy. And it was sold out. Just and I was just out. like, yeah. what's 
But now I'm so happy to hear the end story. Yeah. Now I was busy in my sadness <laughs> of why I didn't get the print yeah. that I want. Even actually, there's, there's a person here who also has one of my prints. Yay! <laughs> she actually has two. Oh, she actually has two. Shout out. Because I, I, I remember, like, I my first, that first batch of people who bought prints then, I'll never forget them. Because it it's such a shock and it's such a huge like, thank you. Like, people actually want to invest and buy they've seen the stuff and they they enjoy it and they want to support but they want to have this in their space so for me that was so reassuring but also that meant that I can call up Vinette and girl, tell her, girl I'm ready it's time will you send money it's how much time to move in. I want to pay three months in yeah, advance exactly. just one and no. all of that <laughs> but I would say um I've had my studio for um just a year and and a couple of months now. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say, unless you really need a studio. Right. Unless you really, really need a studio. Um, do what you can with the space that you have. I love that. That's a great advice. Yeah. Because there's a jump that we do when we decide to do something. Especially if you have a little bit of access, um, success or a little bit of validation. And... It's not necessary. I went to, shout out, I went to a podcast masterclass not too long ago. And it was so nice to have somebody just explain to us, if you look at everything as a business from the get-go, there's so many costs you don't need to incur. Yep. So many. And sometimes that's usually rent for a space or rent for an office, rent for a studio. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's that PA that in your head you really think you need to hire. Sometimes it's that iPhone you feel you need to buy for certain pictures. Mm -hmm. And it's it's 100% not necessary. Google all your role models. If you can find out how they started or watch interviews, none of them had that stuff. Yeah. Or they regret that initial spending because it wasn't it wasn't a must it's not necessary and i think because i pivoted and started providing art classes yes that's literally the only reason i need your studio my studio space, my yeah. studio space but also because a lot of i realized i could also make money because i like to curate my space mm. and i think i have a very pretty palette when it comes to things <laughs> so like at those times I was hiring out my studio just for shoots. You know, so someone is shooting a, a music video or they or they're doing like a podcast and want to interview guys as they are painting. Like so many yeah. so many other things and I was like, okay. But now um of course an artist's income mm. is never steady. Is never steady yeah. unless unless you're working in a job with an employer that pays you regularly. Yeah, um, an artist's income is never regular, so you have some really hard hitting months. Yeah, and even the space you've invested in may not necessarily make money for you. Yeah, yeah, um, because you're relying on also what's in other people's pockets. But I guess this is the challenge to every creative to just find new creative ways to make mm. money. I, I call it the the creative's curse. And I only say <laughs> curse because it's something that we don't choose, but it's part of the process. It's and just, you have to adapt. It comes with it. It comes with it. You have to find... The curse of the creative is you, you're very creative to create things, but you also have to be creative in making money. <laughs> That's so true. You have to be creative in how you're going to make money. Like... You, like you, the juices are needed in every... In every aspect. Because I keep telling people there's creativity everywhere. Even in banking. Yeah. Even in... Like, for me, creativity is not just... Rela- um, what, what do you call it? It's not just limited to creatives. Yes. There's creativity literally everywhere you look. It's yeah, there. yeah. But it's just on your mindset, you know? Because I feel like solution... Solution um, generating professions yes any solution driven yeah exactly thing. like it's it's you have creative. to be very creative hella creative um so just back to what i was saying about like having a space when you when you look at like your investments um initially when when you've when you finally conquered one thing and trying to go to the next level yes um it's okay to make mistakes right um it's okay to invest in something and have expectations that are not met yeah because things will only work out in your own individual experience of that thing that you've put your energy into. Yeah. Um, 
try and do your due diligence and pay attention to your books. I love that. Yeah, really pay attention to your books because you really end up spending things that you don't need to be that spending. you don't need to be spending on, and especially when you're trying to be your okay. It's important to to know the full scope of what your creative enterprise needs. Yeah. So it's important for you to attempt to do all the things at some point yeah. in, in your especially at the your, beginning especially then that's the when beginning. you know everything. Exactly. But you don't have to be that guy that does those things forever. Yeah. yeah. And I'm speaking as someone who is currently suffering that disease of the person who's doing everything. everything. Um because the ways I get to like use services from other people is just through collaboration. Yeah. So collaboration is like hella important for me because I'm not a photographer and someone like Steph yes will call me up um those of you who don't know Steph Panzigo yep follow her on Instagram doing this whole she's production she's amazing <laughs> she's amazing um someone like Steph will call me up um and be like there's a concept and here my skills can shine yes. and so can hers and so can everyone else that's involved so then i end up getting a product yes from steph that i didn't have to do all by myself yeah yeah um and it also adds to how i market so i've steph has also done marketing for me yeah in, in a sense yeah. because now as collaborators i have this thing we've all shared and i have it on my platform she has it on hers and it just becomes a domino effect yeah. yeah so collaboration is also really really good when it comes to managing um skill sets that you feel you don't have but you need and it's i don't know it sounds to me like first of all you're a brilliant business person because you're one of those people that has gold and has no idea you have gold And then you have all these people around you who go no 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 charge more or no 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 do this Literally. or no 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 expand this way Literally. or no 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 and it's just like those are my favorite business people by the way I'm just like I love the ones who have no idea Zero. that what they have is super incredible or so brilliant because then you wake up to it and you start structuring you start okay so this is how I can oh okay 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 but at least the the niche part is done it's that's already locked it's in it's done and done it's done but i'm i'm also done with that niche i'm glad yeah you're on this other side now i'm on the other side now <laughs> like even when i do body paint it's for a very specific thing yeah because the skill is there and if someone needs it it has to be worthwhile yeah exactly um i reached that point where i can be picky oh, love that for you yeah i can be picky because also There's a lot of people out there doing the same thing. That's let, very let them true. Get their bag. I think for me it's just exhausted. Yeah. yeah. No, you've did you've done it you've done it for so many years and everything and you you have another partnership that I just want us to touch on slightly which is Free Mind Sessions. Right. And you work with a very good friend of yours. Shout out to Jonas Nashomba who mm-hmm. is a co-founder of Free Mind Sessions and you guys gave me my first MCing gigs i don't know if you know this i do first 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 <laughs> um and i you know when you don't know that you needed something until you're there yeah so i was in the space i was emceeing i knew i needed an emceeing opportunity but being in the free mind session space i was like wait wait wait, wait. there is no place where other than the internet where there's no stupid question you can ask mm. And you guys were like going into the nitty-gritties of the creative process because you have Jonas who's a fashion designer mm-hmm. and you have Lindsay who's a visual artist but you guys realized there was nowhere to go where we could talk about how do you price yourself as an artist. Yeah. There was nowhere to go where we could talk about um sexual assault and inappropriate behavior in the art space. There was nowhere you could go and people could talk to you about you know this artist who has this epic business but you have no idea how it came to be yeah. and it was a physical spaces you had to come you had to buy your ticket at the door or bring it to the door and then we would all sit there i have so many contacts from from those from sessions from that time yeah because yeah. you sat in a room together and had coffee or had a drink yeah and i have never asked this How did you and Jonas start Free Mind Sessions? Wow, okay. This is not for just touching. That's okay. a long story. <laughs> oh, no. But I would say Nyashamba tells the story better, but I'm going to put it in a very summarized way. Okay. Nyashamba um had a, her thesis um built on a 
a fashion brand that encourages the free-spirited person. Ah. Right? And she said, because this has inspired me so much, how can I create a space for other free-spirited and free-minded people? Right. Um, so she ends up doing this free mind sessions and Yashomba and I met backstage at the model management job that I had oh, years I started ago. Uh-huh. I started in Africa. We met backstage because at the time she was an intern for um, another fashion designer. Okay. And we met backstage and that's how we met. What? Yeah. So fast forward years later, she has this thing. She's seen that I'm a creative. I've now gone checked into art school and do, I've been doing all these things. And she's like, we need someone who can do decor. Okay. That was the approach. That was the approach. So I started off free mind sessions as the decor person. Right. We were five ladies who all had different things that just combined forces uh-huh. and believed in the vision. And that's how I started off free mind sessions. Like that's how. What? Yeah. Fast that's an forward, incredible story. Fast forward to, we did five years last year, six years six later. Fast years later. <laughs> forward to six years later. Um, and now, of course, some, some of our initial group um, either got other commitments or just weren't aligned with the vision. They felt it wasn't working for them. Yeah. Um, and we ended up being just the two of us. And you've done such incredible work. You yeah. have such awesome collaborations, like what you do with the um, Design Nairobi Institute. Design Week. Dude, I am just like, these are my friends. I know these people. I know yeah. them, okay? And I just I want to give you guys your flowers for that. Thank and you. you will, if you go to our Instagram page, you will find the link for Free Mind Sessions or just look for Jonas Nashomba and you will find it. Yeah. And it's a fantastic space. And they are back. They had taken a bit of a hiatus. We really have. But they are back. We're back So now. you're listening to this at the right time. <laughs> yeah. And, and depending on when this comes out, our next session is on the 28th of this month. Oh, perfect. And we're talking about money habits. Hey, Cause it's like we figured out as young adults, figured out what we can do to make money. It's like now, once the money comes, uh, it's how you're spending it and what how happens? you're saving it. Yeah, it's what a bit happens? Crazy. And we're not talking about like what you should do. It's more about holding yourself accountable for the decisions you make. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh. Cause it's like we know what we should be doing, but somehow we else we end up doing other things. Why? <laughs> Guys, I could talk to Lindsay for three, four, five hours, but I want us to bring this to a close. So we have been asking the different artists that we're hosting on the space to ask questions to the next artist. Mm-hmm. So the question that I have for you is um, if you could close your eyes and picture the future Kenyan art industry, mm. let's even say 50 years from now, mm. what does it look like? Paint that picture for us. 50 years from now. Mm-hmm. So we're in 2073. We're going to 2017. Yeah, I know. Do you know how crazy that sounds? It sounds... What? We'll be raisins. Yeah. We will be raisins. We will be very old. But hopefully hot hot raisins. Hot raisins, yeah, for sure. Yeah, hot raisins. <laughs> um, I think that space will probably look a lot like it does now and let, and let me say this let me let me say why um i think as such a new space mm-hmm. that has a lot of innovation happening there's constant change right and right now as the creative industry there is a lot of non-conventional things that are being given light yes right um i do see though in 50 years artists being taken a lot more seriously. Yeah. Um, because right now arts and the creatives are defining um, how everyone is consuming information. Very true. It's no longer, you know, one person in a room with the idea. It's the whole conversation. News is being given to you in a creative way. Skills are being shared in a creative way. Creativity is the in thing right now. If you're not creative really in all aspects of what you're doing, you're not grabbing people's attention. Very true. You know, and attention spans are lessening. Yes. So I can, honestly, it's going to look like a circus because I feel like now (laughs) Nairobi and Kenya looks like a very subdued circus. There's a lot of jumping and flipping around, but it's happening very Tinyamaji. But now it's just going to be out there 
for the world to see and we look back as people who have had the privilege of being in in a creative space that didn't exist aka like before technology is what it is now yeah because we are we are the, at the age group where things transition that's true we got internet yes we got smartphones yeah so, and we were there when there were no smartphones yeah very true we were there when there were no laptops yeah now there's apps and you can do everything exactly. on your phone so as the people who were pioneers of that transition in 50 years time is when you really get to see what that full transition looks like yeah. and and what and what the benefits are everywhere yeah. because then hopefully by then it would have spread into more rural areas and whatever and you know everyone has the laptops everyone has the internet and yes. everything I, that i can also only hope uh, yeah i can also only hope and also like this art becomes something that is revered and not just something that is known as a struggle yes and you've a, chosen this hey so you want to suffer yes exactly it's not just known as as a struggle but it's something that is a necessity and it is recognized as a necessity absolutely yeah 100% so what is your question that i can ask somebody else that's going to be joining us here on this platform hmm. it could be anybody it could be a sculptor a videographer right. a rapper it could be anybody Um I think the question that I would like to ask them is have they experienced a point in their creative journey where they felt they had to pivot and turn into a different version of themselves Oh and what happened after that Yes like what 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 were the advantages and the disadvantages because I feel like a lot of us are in that space now Yes and it comes with the good and the bad yeah and some things fall off and other things you gain and i think people are not because we're, we're in this place together um people are keeping their experiences very close very close because it's very personal because you're changing the changing a version of you that people familiarize themselves with yeah yeah and that's and most of the time we're like, mad as yeah. your fans we're like no 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 We don't want this. Exactly, but you have your reasons. So that's the question I want to ask. When you when you've decided to make that change or or when it has happened or if you're considering it or what have you like what what happened? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's a brilliant brilliant question. <laughs> Ending this podcast episode on such a happy note. Me and my friend going to go catch up, okay, <laughs> with the rest of the crew. So y'all going to have to wait until the next episode to hang out with us. Yes. Um but it's been a blessing having you here. Uh, I've had such a good time. And shout out to Hustle Sasa. Shout out to Pensigo Studio. I've really been plugging. <laughs> <laughs> Pensigo Productions who's doing this Shout out to Skika Africa to Skika who have Africa. made this possible and Savannah Space who have given us this beautiful beautiful furniture um to my family members who've given us the space where we're shooting shout out to you as well I am Susan Jeroge Awori I have been your host for this episode and I'm so excited to have you guys on the next one for Skika Uncover be blessed and I'll see you next episode Bye